What's up, everybody? This is Culture Chords. What's up, everybody? This is Culture Chords, and I'm Merlin. Tonight, we'll be talking to an upcoming producer repping Cerritos in Torrance, California. So, Alan Green, why don't you tell me who is Alan Green? All right. Well, yeah, I mean, Alan Green, so uh, I guess first and foremost, uh, I'm a producer. Uh, I'm a DJ based in L.A. Um, You know, aside from that, you know, I I wear many hats. (laughs) I'm a dad. You know, I'm a a husband. I'm a nine-to-fiver. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, you know, um, musically, yeah, you know, I, I've been DJing for a while. Um, you know, production-wise, I've always been interested. Just kind of, you know, as a DJ, you know, as a hip hop DJ, you kind of just dabble, you know. And then, uh, yeah, now, you know, I mean, you know, I, I just want to get it going, you know. Um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, you know, a producer, and yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a semi-retired DJ, but you know, um, you know, I, I still do gigs here and there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess my next question is. How did this guy from Torrance, a dad, a husband, how did he really find love in music at first? Uh, well, so uh, I live in Torrance now, but I grew up in Cerritos, Cerritos, California. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Was it, do you have any connections to Cerritos? Um, actually, my cousin's husband is from Cerritos. Oh, okay, okay. I might even, I might even know if it's a small city, but yeah. Yeah, that's my hometown. Very proud. Um. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, I grew up in Cerritos, and Cerritos is like, I mean, you know, I'm a 90s hip-hop kid, uh, and I mean, interestingly enough, it's, it's random, like, Cerritos is like a suburb, it's a small city, but, like, you know, there, there was a pretty big Filipino population, and, uh, you know, a lot of Filipinos were DJing, you know, before kind of DJing kind of blew up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was like the Beat Junkies, um, a lot of those members, I believe, were from Cerritos. And, and I, um, I mean, know. just what I've noticed, like Filipinos are really like involved or like interested in like the hip hop culture in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of they're actually kind of the bridge to to I think Asians and as far as I think as far as at least LA, they're kind of that bridge to hip hop. You know? No, absolutely. Yeah. For like young kids like me growing up in the nineties, yeah, you're like, oh, this this Asian guy's DJing and like you know on a big scale too. You know, I mean. It's not like they're like mainstream, but to us, they're, you know, they're like, oh, wow, you know, it was, it was amazing, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, like, I remember growing up, I would, like, watch all, like, my friends, people I knew, they were really into, like, um, like, dancing, and so, yeah, yeah. like, I would see them dance, and then we would watch, like, America's Best Dance Crew together, and then I met more friends, and they were involved with DJing and whatnot. Right, right, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it's kind of funny, like, so there was a Sam Ash that opened up, and what, we were probably, what, junior high, and uh, first time seeing, I mean, aside from, like, you know, watching on video, like, we're talking about VHS video, you know, back in the days, Yeah. <laughs> but aside from that, it's kind of, as kids, we saw, like, turntables and, like, mixers, and um, funny enough, like, some of the uh, BJP members were actually working at the Sam Ash, you know, yeah, it goes to show you, you know, BJP doesn't pay the bills, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I'm guessing like just meeting them in person, though, I felt like that would just light a spark in you as well, right? Yeah, you would just go there, mess around with the equipment. I mean, honestly, they hated us, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, these annoying little kids going just fucking off the equipment. They would just be like, if you guys are going to buy us, just get the fuck out. We can all like, look at kids and stuff, you know? But 
know, and then, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know my, my brothers, um, you know, um, Andy and Eric, um, they're brothers, but yeah, they're my best friends. And lucky enough, their mom actually bought them a deck and, and a mixer. So from then, I mean, it was on, you know, in the garage, just, just, you know, working on it, you know, scratching and watching little VHS, you know, tapes and kind of love booze and, mm-hmm. you know, going to uh, the record store and, you know, picking up LPs and, that's kind of where the, uh, you know, kind of the love started from, you know. And you said this was in middle school, right? Yeah, middle school, so 90s. And then uh, and then it progressed into, like, high school. Yeah. Yeah. And then high school, you know, I saved up. And I bought, like, a used turntable myself. And, like, a used mix for myself. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and then just, you know, just working on it at home. And, you know, these were the days when you have to go, you know, there was no Serato or just, it wasn't digital, you know. So you yeah. have to go by, uh, you know, vinyl and... You know, even just the latest drop, it was all on vinyl, you know? Yeah. There's, like, vinyl version, there's, like, acapella version, it's very old school, you know? But, yeah, I mean, I loved it, you know? We loved it, yeah, yeah. That was kind of our foundation. But, I mean, like, at that age, you were just teaching like you were talking about right now you're just teaching yourself you're learning like these different concepts how to blend how to scratch and whatnot but like you have to blend a sort a certain sound right so like what made you go into the sound that you have today uh it's kind of like it's just well like i said you know it's we grew up like 90s hip-hop babies so wu-tang clan um you know your premiere like east coast hip-hop was more I mean, to be honest, as far as me, I I really grew to love like East Coast hip hop. You know, you know, West Coast had its own sound. You know, like the DJ Quick, kind of like that gangster. You know, like laid back funk. Uh, but more than that, I was more into like sample based. You know, like soul, which is kind of New York. You know, like the DJ Premiers, um, P Rock. Um, you know, just Alchemist, who's, who's my hero to this day. <laughs> Shout out Alchemist. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I just, I kind of, you know, when you're, when you're growing up and you're trying to learn, like, you kind of just copy, you know, you try to just emulate their heroes, basically, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, just chopping it up. But, I mean, you know, that came later, you know, obviously when I started, you know, kind of messing with the, you know, doing production and stuff. But, I mean, you know, for, I mean, just, it was more just DJing at the time. And then, you know, throughout high school, just kind of, you know, it was more like scratching and, you know, like turntablism. Um, you know, we were like into like beach ends, like I said, uh, invisible scratch pickles, DJ Kieber. Um, they're from the Bay, but yeah, it was more like that. But from there, you know, uh, you know, your, your music, your musical taste kind of expand, you know, as you grow up. Yeah. And so it's just like Wu-Tang Clan, you know, like I said, DJ Premier Gangstar, Alchemist, um, you know, all those like nineties, you know, fundamental hip hop. No, I mean, just with these influences, the well, the music that you were listening to at that time, diving into music, sampling, blending, all that stuff. Now, when did you start taking it a little bit more seriously? So, um, it's funny too, yeah. So, like, Pretty Loops, you know, uh, which is FL Studio, and it's the heat program, Mm -hmm. but uh, so you know, you know, back then, like, production was like you had to buy like hardware, MPC. Like thousands, you know, which was thousands of dollars. So it's not like today where you just download a program and, and, and get to it, you know. Yeah. So I always wanted to. Um, I always had an interest. You know, I looked up to the album and DJ Premier. They're my like they're like my heroes, like I said, you know. But when Sweet Loops came out, you know, I was kind of like, oh, okay, you can do this kind of, you can do this shit on the computer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it's, back then it was kind of laughable to be honest, you know. Yeah. Like yeah, it was like 
I mean, to be honest, even uh, Serato, when it first came out, like the whole digital thing, there was so much pushback. You know, it's kind of like, oh, no vinyl? Like, what do you guys doing? Like, right, right. Which is funny now, you know? It's like, you know, you look silly turning on records these days. Well, I mean, it's kind of making the comeback, but, you know. It, yeah. It's there and it's not there. Yeah. But I see what you're saying, like, especially when it's like starting off and at that time, like everyone kind of doubts the idea of it in a way, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, but that was my introduction to production, to be honest. It was Fruity Loops. Um, I mean, the free program, you know, probably started off LimeWire. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to LimeWire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, downloaded that. That's not that with it, you know. Uh, I think I really started getting into it in college. Like I, I think I told you earlier, I went to UC Riverside. Um, you know, just, you know, just, you know, college, like you're smoking weed, you're listening to music and, you know, yeah. like, you know, this, this, you know, like, it's kind of like this introduction to like this creative burst that you have. Yeah. And, and yeah, I just, I started fucking with like Fruity Loops. Uh, and I then not to say like, I took it like seriously, but it was kind of like, oh, I can do this. You know, I can do this. Yeah. Cause I just, I worked on just chopping it up. Like I said, I was simulating the DJ Premier, the Alchemist, kind of listening to how they pop stuff up, how they, you know, what kind of samples they're using, yeah. you know, and, 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 and kind of trying to copy them, you know? So, uh, I mean, but, like, what middle school like you met like your heroes in a way like you got a little disappointed but you talked to them at sam ash right and then you progressed and you got like introduced to fruity loops then like how did you i mean i was looking at your catalog but like you just started releasing music well in may of 2023 right so like i mean why why was there was there a hesitant hesitancy or were you just like stuff was like coming up so you couldn't really prioritize music yeah i mean yeah i mean that's the big gap right um but yeah i mean you know i mean one there's different factors to it so first and foremost i'm korean american um you know so the idea of even becoming a uh like a music person or a, um you know a producer you know, I mean, that's especially, you know, going to college, you know, you know, trying to get a degree and, you know, into the, the, the real world, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a joke, you know, like, to be honest, you know, it's not taken seriously. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, it was, always, it was always a passion, um, you know, and production was, I don't know, it's not like today where, like, you know, with the social media, you could really, you know, get your stuff out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Back then, it was literally, you either were in it or you weren't, you know? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there was, right now, it's kind of like that, it's kind of like murky between the pros and, and what you can do and, you know, the amateurs and, you know, there's some, there's something for everybody now, like, you know, just with social media, the reach that you have. Mm-hmm. But back then, I mean, like, I mean, you probably had to pay for pseudo time, you know, do everything, press, you know, press CDs, yeah. have a team behind you. It just wasn't viable, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, to be honest, I never even considered it, you know? But, I mean, at least, um, you know, I started my DJ career. You know, so, you know, after, I think a little after college, uh, we, we started, I well, you know, like I said, you know, the brother that, that, uh, you know, my best friend that is, is, you know, his, his mom bought in that turn table to get us started. Yeah. So that was my partner, uh, one of the brothers, Sharon Andrews. Um, but yeah, so, um, like I said, Serato came out and I was like, oh shoot, we could do this. Yeah, we could do this. So I, I went to like guitar center. You know, we got a bunch of, you know, I bought like a speaker set, you know, amp and all that stuff. Um, yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. I mean, we can do this. You know, let's download some music. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just networking. 
I think our first professional, quote unquote, professional gig was like this uh, Easter by frat party. Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. And uh, it was my one of my good friends. It was his little brother. He was in the frat. <laughs> it, it was a chance. It was a paid. It was our first paid gig. Oh. Uh, and we loved it, you know. They loved it, and and from them we we're like, we could do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. we could do this, you know. And then from there, our DJ team kind of, and not to say we're like big DJs, but you know. And then we started word of mouth spread, you know, networking the people at different gigs. So, I mean, we had a we had a good run, you know. I mean, it's still going. To be honest, I still do private gigs, you know. I just, I, you know, I just did a Christmas party a few weeks ago, yeah. things like that. I mean, if anything, it's just like you're getting started in a way, because even though you have like all these gigs and performances that you did in the past, like it built, it helped build like you as an artist, just because you got those connections It made you practice more and made you test out different things that maybe you didn't even think of. Right. Yeah. 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 And I mean, just this, you know, just getting paid for a gig was like, oh, wow, like, wow, we could do this. You know, it wasn't like. It wasn't enough to like make a living off of it, but you know, we we like to do it. You know, it's like, oh, we get paid to do this. Yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, from there, like, yeah, express. So we went on a good run. Like, it's weird too. So we started doing clubs, and you know, we linked it with like different, uh, like. So I don't know if you're familiar, but you know, there's like these little Asian American like you know party promoter groups and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, okay. Well, so this was like the mid, probably like 2010s. Uh, mid 2010s, somewhere around there. But yeah, there's like, it's different than now, you know? I think the nice thing now is big name DJs, EDM, you know, all that stuff. But back then it was like literally, you know, little promotion groups that put on, that was, you know, you know, uh, you know, basically party promotion groups that had a club that had like a night or something like that, you know? Oh, okay. So, yeah, I didn't know if it was like, because um, I'm originally from Vegas. Um, I just moved to the IE this year. Oh, okay. But like, when it comes to like club promotion stuff, like I get the idea of that, but I, I don't really know the specifics. Right. Well, so it's on the, it's like Vegas, but it like on a way smaller scale, you know? <laughs> and it's kind of geared more towards like the Asian American crowd, you know? But yeah. Well, I would. Was that a perk for you? Or just because like in my head, when you say that, I'm just like, oh, okay, like you're kind of targeting a specific crowd, kind of collaborating, showing those certain people what you got, and then hopefully, like, it expands, right? No, I mean, like, it was just, uh, I mean, it was just opportunities, you know? For, like, yeah, it, honestly, it, like I said, it wasn't, like, the main career for us, you know? It's kind of just our passion and an ability to make side change, you know? Yeah. So it was never like, oh, I can take this as a stepping stone. No, it was just like, we're just happy to be getting gigs, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I felt that. I mean, like, well, I mean, this whole like idea, like the impossible being a possible in a way, like I'm guessing just because what you said earlier, you're Korean American, they don't really see that as yeah. a real job. You know, like you have to get a nine to five. This is probably like yeah. your hobby. And I'm only speaking like that just because I'm East Indian. So I totally relate yeah. with that as well. <laughs> so, I mean, even though you did have this passion for music, yeah. like, and hearing like the doubts and like people like kind of criticizing it in a way, would you say like it was hard for you to really start releasing until this year? Uh, I mean, so, I mean, it wasn't hard. It's just, I mean, you know, it's just life happens, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, we took gigs on the side, you know, we go on speakers, you know, like people spin out the clubs, we have like a wedding. 
you know, so we kept busy, but like I said, I mean, we're still busy living our lives, you know, working nine to fives. Yeah. It just, it just, it was never, it was never like pre-thought or like a, like this grand plan that I had, you know, yeah. just kind of, Oh, a gig can? Oh, dude, okay. You want, you guys want us to spin at this club, you know, whatever this weekend. Okay. We'll go, you know? Yeah. And I mean, funny, like back then, like DJing, it was like a, like a lot of music. I think the 2010s were such a weird time in music. You know, it's kind of like play EDM. Yeah. Like that pitbull phase, like <laughs> a lot of pitbull and shit. And I'm like, Kind of weird, you know, but yeah, yeah. Dude, no, I remember because I think 2010, I want to say I was a junior in high school. And then my friend's brother, he kind of, he introduced me to EDM because he was like a big fan of Skrillex at that time. And he's like, oh, this is like the new stuff, blah, blah, blah. Pitbull came out with Pitbull or was it? I think it was T-Pain. Uh, it was like some mix of him rapping but it's all you know what i'm talking about right, right, yeah. so i definitely see like the hype on that but everyone was kind of just like oh edm like what what is that it sounds weird right no it's so we it, used to call it electro before it became edm you know <laughs> yeah and i'm familiar with dj am um rest in peace dj am he was he was huge but he kind of really got EDM. i think going you know it was well like i said we called the electro back then but he had this uh he had this club in in, in la somewhere i forgot but yeah it, it was it kind of really came from that yeah, i started doing the electro thing which evolved into the edm scene eventually you know yeah and oh, that was this huge monster that you know and especially like at that time for yourself like yeah creating like just playing for fun obviously like getting these yeah. gigs and whatnot like right. how did you manage through that i mean it's like so i mean the club thing kind of fizzled out you know i think during that time it was a weird time like i said the music it was the music was kind of transitioning towards like edm more faster paced so you know it went from like dr drain you know 90s west coast hip-hop to like like this weird pitbull kind of vibe like this you know yeah. so I, I look back on that like wow that was a strange time you know yeah. but you know but i mean it phased out you know in a way um but i mean our, our you know we're still doing weddings private gigs private events so i mean we're doing okay you know i mean for you know for like uh as consistent as we were getting gigs back then you know i'm thankful you know because there's a lot of quote-unquote bedroom djs that literally you know that's all they were you know yeah get in the bedroom, you know, but so, I mean, we're not able to make a living off of it, but you know, it was good, it was good side change and, you know, just to be active, you know, we're active, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> like making those connections, seeing them in person kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you and get that. that. Oh, sorry. What was that? No, no. Yeah, no, I'm saying, yeah, it, it eventually led us to where I am now, you know, all those references. Yeah. I mean, because throughout that, I was always producing on the side, just hip hop, you know, like, you know, that's my, that's my core, you know, yes. so I was just messing around and, you know, I would save up, I would buy little B machines and, you know, I bought Pro Tools yeah. and, um, I had a good setup, you know, um, and I was, I was pretty active to be honest, you know, uh, I would come back from work and I was, I was a single guy at the time, you know, I would just come back, you know, and just, you know, you know, just fuck around on Pro Tools, fuck around on, on the, on the little, you know, MPC or whatever. And then, uh, I was, that was probably... I gotta say, the later 2010s, maybe like around then, um, or maybe even the, I forget, you know, this, this happens when you're a little older, you know, you forget the timeline. You know? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to say that we were the same age, but maybe not. No, no, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm over forty, so yeah. Shit, yeah. no way. You don't even look like it, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's Asian, you know, they don't age. You know, I now I see it, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. So no, you know, like I said, I'm a nice hip hop baby, you know. Yeah. But yeah, but you know, there's a really specific incident. I think that kind of uh, put a stop to it. Like, so I was living out in West LA. I had all my equipment, um, you know, production equipment, Pro Tools, all that set up, and I got robbed. You know, <clears throat> yeah. Well, my apartment got robbed. What you know? the fuck? Yeah, it's LA. It's gonna happen. Right? <laughs> yeah, but it's funny enough, West LA is a very decent neighborhood, too. But you know, it yeah. happens anywhere. But it took that, and uh, you know, like I said, I you know. Something like that, I was just like, oh my god. So I just, I kind of got a bad taste in my mouth. I kind of stopped making beats. I kind of stopped fucking around with it for a while. Yeah. Uh, and I was still DJ, you know, because I was getting gigs. We're getting gigs, you know. Yeah. But as far as production, yeah, you know, it left, it, it just, it was so, it just left such a bad taste in my mouth, you know. And then, so I would, you know, I would, I would still mess around here and there, you know, because there were, like I said, there's still duty loops different programs, you know? Yeah. But I mean, just to have thousands of dollars of equipment, you know, just taken away and, you know, I had saved, you know, I had saved beats on my laptop that, you know, everything's gone, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, all right, fuck it, whatever, you know? And then, you know, at that point, my party was, you know, making a living, you know? Um, you know, going to work, making a living, you know, whatever. So I just kind of lost track. Like I said, I was still active on the DJ front, um, you know, but what really sparked it was, I've got to say probably, and, and that's why there's, you were kind of asking where was that that lapse, you know? So after that, you know, I, I, I really just, many years, I was just like, fuck it, you know, it's whatever, you know? It's, and then and then that doubt came to like, oh, it's not like I was going to do shit anyway, whatever. <laughs> so, um, you know, many years passed, and then a year and a half ago, uh, you know, I downloaded this program, Serato Studio. Um, so Serato's known for making DJ, DJ, uh, DJ software, you know? Probably the most common DJ software that's out there, you know. Right. Uh, everybody knows Serato, but they came out with Serato Studio, which is a uh, produce, uh, production hardware. And uh, I don't know, something just clicked, you know. And I just started messing around with it. I was like, okay. And then that old feeling came back, you know. Yeah. That old feeling came back, and I was like, oh shit, okay. And then uh, probably just, you know, just straight months, just you know. Well, I mean, by then, you know, I'm not married. You know, I have a, I have a beautiful daughter. Um, you know, so you know. Just, priorities you know yeah but, of course yeah as you pass a free time probably at night you know after everybody's asleep i just fucking around with it you know yeah yeah and then i was like okay this is something you know shout out serato serato studio because yeah it, it's, a, it's, it's a crazy program yeah they make this so easy to to at least for me you yeah. know well, I mean, yeah. it makes sense because especially having like that bad experience or you know like the whole robbery and then coming back to it like it it's I bet it just kind of takes you by surprise in a way because you're just like you know at that time you were doing a different technique learning it in a yeah. different way you right. come back to music and it makes sense that you are instantly like ignited again but then yeah. you see the changes with the technology and everything right exactly yeah and it's with anything like you just see the progression in the technology the hardware yeah. I'm just like damn like this is crazy. <laughs> Uh, you know, I made my first beat, I think, on th and, you know, I was going crazy. I thought it was the best thing on earth. <laughs> yeah, I I'm like, telling my wife, listen to this shit, listen to this shit. 
like, what is this crap? You know, basically. But, you know, but it, it started from there, you know. And then, uh, yeah, I just kept at it, you know. And then uh, I, I didn't really think about it, but you know, just put it. You know, I'll be honest. Like that's why I say Alchemist is like is huge to me, you know, because like. He's he's from back in the nineties too. He's been he's been he's been doing this thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh he's kinda like one of those, you know, that's from the old school that really pivoted to the new school, you know. He linked it with his new artist, you know, he can't he kinda came with a different sound. Yeah. You know, he's he's like, you know, fuck the labels, let me go direct the consumer. Yeah, and I'm just like, you know, he's older than me, you know, he comes you know, he comes from this, you know, the same old school that I come from. Yeah. And like he pivoted. And you know, utilizing social media to his benefit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's a big name, so it's easier easier for him, you know. But right. yeah, but, I mean, it was inspiring. I was like, man, he pivoted and you know, utilizing all these few things that that most old cats wouldn't, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel that just yeah. because, like, especially when I was starting off, right, with this podcast, I didn't really. Um, I don't have knowledge about like the music business or anything like that but there's like this artist that like I discovered well I don't want to say an artist but like a duo they were called Junior Varsity though I don't want to say like the value but like they were just up and coming but they were so like their fans were like true fans and they were like they had like these pop-up shows um they would just do it here and there they wouldn't really announce it and that's like how they really reeled in more fans and whatnot which brought a stronger community in a way right seeing that i was just like how do i do that what do i do you know right now i'm starting the podcast but i'm like this is a way that we can connect right and like who knows what's going to happen in the future right yeah exactly exactly yeah it kind of like, and it gives you like the confidence too. You're like, oh, okay, I can do this, you know? Yeah. Obviously not, not on the scale of like the alchemist, but I'm like, you know, there's people out there, you know? And like, you know, I mean, that's, that's the beauty of music. Like, you know, somebody might be in a ship, but there's, there's going to be somebody that, that's dope, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, and it doesn't even seem like you're in a wrong path or anything. Cause like, just looking again on your Spotify catalog, you're already past a thousand monthly listeners. You know, you're really getting like all these people listening to your music. Uh, I mean, I read that you were like um, inspired by DJ Jazz, uh, Jazzy Jeff, Barry White, and The Alchemist. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, and I do hear that soul that you were talking about as well. But like listening to your music, uh, music and like thinking, I think like instantly the top three that I thought of were Austin Mills, Taku. And like anything really um selection based. Yeah. I love I love those guys too. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean you're, yeah, you're right on point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like so, I mean, I know those are like very different people that I mentioned, but in a way I feel like it's a similar sound because those yeah. artists as well, like they're either blending, they're using some kind of like tool to like create these like soulful songs with more of an upbeat rhythm right so i'm guessing that's what got you into it yeah so no i'm glad you mentioned that exactly yeah so i wanted to emulate like my you know the old school sounds of hip-hop but give it like an updated sound you know so you know it's like so it's still sample based you know i'm still sampling what 70s 80s soul music jazz music but i'm like putting these drums on it that are a little more modern you know, than, than what you would typically hear back in the days, you know, from, from like a DJ premiere or like the, uh, whatever, you know, yeah. um, whatever. So, 
Yeah, you know, it's kind of giving me like the you updated sound to it, but it still has that core of you know soul, you know, sample based, you know, that kind that kind of vibe to it. You know. Yeah. No, I mean absolutely, and I mean it. Like I said, like you, I mean, like we talked about earlier, actually, you just started like in May 2023 with three EPs so far out. Um, volume one, volume two, volume three, with your fourth one being your album, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I try to drop every two months. Uh, I'm just trying to stay consistent, you know. Um, gotcha. And yeah, I mean, just to kind of, you know, so yeah, it's, I guess, what, did I start in May? I, yeah, sorry. I got, that was, uh, I was just looking into it. I was like, yo, he yeah, is yeah. just like new, new, but like your numbers don't seem like you're new. You know? Well, so I mean, so basically, you know, I started fucking around with Serato Studio and then, you know, I just kept at it. So I had maybe five, six tracks that I liked. I just made that my first EP. And at that point, um, I linked it with Mari, my manager. Shout out Mari. Um, I think who, who you initially, you know, you know, coordinated with, you know, to, to get me on there. That's Mari. Shout out to Mari. <laughs> yeah, shout out Mari. Yeah, yeah. He's an amazing, you know, singer, songwriter, you know, musician, artist herself. But she really just, you know, she said, okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, she was like, this is dope, you know, like, let's get it out there, you know, and I had no idea just the, the path to whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I was like, what do we do? You know, how do we go about this? I know social, I know social media, you can get music out, but I don't know the logistics of it. So I know that that's why I was like, oh, well, you know, people are doing it through social media, but of course I knew that, but at the same time, I had no, like, you know, I just have no idea how to do it, you know, and I just, um, yeah, just the logistics of everything, you know, reaching out to, you know, I just, even now, I'm, I, I just, I'm still just very not good at it, you know, <laughs> which is why, I did, yeah, I needed, you know, I needed to, you know, link up with Mari and, you know, and now, you know, I have, you know, I have a team, you know, that, that's gonna, that helps me with these things, you know, but at the time, I was just like, well, like, I have no idea how to do this or how to do anything, you know, so, yeah, like I said, LinkedIn with Mari, she kind of just, you know, provided the blueprint, kind of showed me, hey, we could put it out through here, you know, there's different channels, you know, to get it out there, Bandcamp, you know, uh, SoundCloud, all that stuff, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of started with that, and then um, she was, you know, she just kind of took charge, and from then, you know, just be outside, all right, well, let me do my part, and at least just start putting out stuff consistently, you know? Yeah. So, from then on, I mean, every two months, um, I thought this one was a little over two months, but yeah, every two, three months, I'm dropping the project, you know, so. Now, me, I'm yeah. guessing, because like where you were at before Mari, like that's how I am right now. So I'm guessing like for you, especially building that team, you know, having, because you can be not knowledgeable, but like having someone else who's just maybe a little bit better at connecting or marketing or the logistics side, I feel like that kind of pushes you even further, right? Yeah, I mean, she, I mean, like, I just had, I just had no idea or no idea. Like, I just had no grasp of, like, the technical, like the technical stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, she's, she's, you know, she's a pro. You know, so she just, like I said, you know, she kind of led the way. And then, yeah, as far as all that stuff, she kind of just showed me, you know, like we're doing this, we're doing that, and it's growing. You know, I mean, you know, we just got started. You know, so I like where we're at. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, um, what's it called on Spotify at least? Like your top five songs, minus El Barrio, um, like they're all from your new album, actually. And then like El Barrio, um, I was looking at that, and that was from Volume Two. Yeah. So like yeah. you're definitely on the right track. I can't say like that you 
aren't. But I guess out of all the tracks that you have created, which one stands out the most to you? I'm glad you mentioned that because, yeah, uh, I mean, to be honest, like, we're getting a good job with this recent, uh, with this recent project, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, it was kind of, you know, I mean, I, things are progressing, but, yeah, I think we caught a lot of momentum with this, with this last drop. Um, mm-hmm. Just specifically, West Adams, um, that's, that's going really well. You know, a lot of people are responding to it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's really resonating with a lot of people, and that's kind of, I think that's kind of getting the numbers up too, you know. So they're, you know, just with anything, you know, people people are curious. They're like, oh, I like this track. Let's check out this other shit. Yeah. Yeah. So that that song, um, and it's weird too. Um, I was telling Mario like that that when I was doing that song, it wasn't one of my favorites, you know. As it <laughs> as it theater, like you know, you have your favorites that that kind of stick in your stick in your mind, you know. Yeah. It was for those, but like I I I can't say I'm surprised because everybody has different tastes, you know. But right. Yeah, it's just doing good, and it's, I think it's kind of getting, kind of leading the way, and, and kind of opening doors for the other tracks too. You know, kind you know, like, like yeah. Well, I mean, I was just gonna say, like, you know, it's funny because like most of the artists that I talk to, like the songs that they didn't think were gonna be a hit or like they didn't really like, ends up being the most popular for them, <laughs> versus like someone that versus something that they created, like blood somewhat in tears yeah yeah that's so common I, I don't know how many artists i've heard but they're like oh i hated that song it's like like five times platinum or something <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> well i mean okay like besides like west adams being the most listened to track right now like out of um well i guess out of your recent project which one would you say is your favorite um so this recent project i took a kind of different approach um i kind of got a little more experimental with it um you know as far as like drums and you know i kind of incorporated like a more trappy sound to it um as far as the drums go so high power is is a track that i really like um you know but i mean like i said everybody's so different yeah but when i when i made that i was like oh okay you know you know just Certain tracks that certain things that you make it, it kind of resonates with you more than others, you know. Yeah, yeah I like that one. I like um, Life from Skate Depot. Um, you know, yeah, I I sampled uh, Amazing Frankie Beverly. Okay. He's like I sold like favorite soul bands. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I don't know how those will do, but as far as like me and, and what I liked, yeah, those those two probably stand out to me. Yeah. Okay. And so <laughs> I mean, besides him, oh sorry, what was that? No, it, like you said, though, it's, it's weird too because those those two are my favorite, but those might, those two might be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're definitely not the worst. But I don't, I wouldn't, because I actually like the type of music that you create. Like I would just listen to it when I'm on the drive, Definitely. just cleaning at the home, like kind of when I'm at like that chill mode. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't say there's like any worst song out there just because I haven't really heard it, you know? But when creating this album, like the two songs that you just mentioned, now, besides it being like an experimental album, like what really stands out with those two songs? Uh, well, I like uh, two separate reasons. I like High Power, like I said. I was I was kind of really in that experimental phase with drums and stuff, and that's that was the song where I was like, it, everything kind of blended together perfectly for me. I was like, wow, putting these drums on a typical sample that I would use, like a soulful sample, yeah. but it's working. 
Yeah, and it, it kind of opened my ears to like different sounds, you know, like, I mean, you know, for me, I want to stay consistent in my sound, you know, um, you know, as an artist, you know, you want to be consistent, yeah. but at the same time, you kind of want to, you know, expand and try different things too, you know, try new things. And yeah, it kind of, yeah, it, that track kind of was like, okay, I can do this. Yeah, I think I can approach it a little differently. I can mix up drums a little bit different. I don't, it doesn't always have to be this way. Yeah, you know, and then uh, Life from Skate People, like I said, uh, this original sample is, is amazing. Frankie Beverly, one of my favorite soul bands. I just, I just like that song. And, and I, just, yeah, I just, just even being able to flip it the way I flipped it, I just loved it. Yeah. So. I mean, just mentioning like expanding and experimenting, like I know music is just like it's fun for you, right? Like you never really thought about like maybe not even being as far as you are today, like the growth you had. Yeah. But when it when it comes to the future, like taking those steps to expand, like do you see yourself collaborating with a singer or a rapper, anything like that? Or do you think you'll just stick with instrumentals and maybe dive in into different sounds, maybe not just drums but strings or um I don't I don't know. What do you see for yourself? No, no absolutely. The, so I mean that's kind of our 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 thing right now, we are, we're focused on, on collabs. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we are sending it out to different people, um, you know, so, I mean, we'll see, you know, that's kind of, um, uh, my immediate goal for the next year is kind of really getting those collabs going, you know, um, and you know, through collabs, at least the other collabs, you know, at least a more, you know, uh, a wider audience, that's the hope, you know? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's like, um, you know, it's like, a producer, you make beats to get somebody on it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that was always the plan, but, you know, it's easier said than done, you know? So, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I guess the reason for my question was just because there was this artist that, um, I spoke with and his name's is, his name is Six the North Star. Now, he's worked with people like Crown, Rail the Kid, um, much more, but he also has a similar sound to you where he, uh, blends like, soul hip-hop and whatnot kind of like i don't know if you know blue lap beats but kind of like that too right right and so like even with him like he started doing he's um and some of his songs like he you can hear like vocals you can hear someone like singing over that which i think it's so cool but then i guess my question is would you ever think about doing something that hasn't been I don't want to say not heard, but like as popular. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, like at this point, I mean, I've I embraced anything, you know, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, if, if somebody could take one of my tracks, I mean, they don't necessarily even have to rap over it. If they could sing over it, um, you know, talk over it, I welcome anything, you know, or even just use it in one of, uh, you know, some content, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. open to anything. Yeah. No, because I think it's I think it's so cool, like the, especially like the style of music that you have and like the ways that you can expand on it. Just because like even today, I just discovered like this duo, I want to say a duo maybe, but they blend like house, but then they also blend like Carnotic music, which is like a style of Indian music. But like, I mean, back then, I wouldn't even think it's possible. Right. Yeah. Like, yo, this is like classical Indian music. It has to be traditional. There's no way you do like do re mis on like a house beat. Yeah. Yeah. 
when you hear it, I'm just like, what the hell is this? This is so cool, you know? And so, like, when it comes to you, like, what do you look forward to when you start creating, like, your new EPs, when you start looking to uh, new albums? Like, what really inspires your creativity? I'm glad you mentioned that, too. Yeah, I, 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 I love that stuff, too, just... I'd love to see somebody that that's that's doing something new, you know, creating their own sound, you know. Um, and I love house music, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, as far as creativity, what sparks it? I mean, uh, I listen to everything, so I'm one of those. Um, so my kind of my process is, you know, let's say I'm done with this project, so I think I'm gonna start on my next project pretty soon. And my initial phase is just listening to music straight. Yeah. No, no pinky beats, no nothing listen to music for, for a good few weeks yeah and i'm talking soul house you know jazz whatever everything yeah and i mean that that inspires me you know and then it's like i hear something i'm like oh but like yeah and that, that's where i kind of create my database for my next project you know yeah so i just go through a bunch of songs see what resonates with me see what inspires me you know, I don't, you might be the same. I think everybody kind of listens to something and they, they just get inspired right off the spot, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And for me, that's that's really the driving force, you know? I can't sit there and say, uh, well, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to do this. You know, it's, it's really nothing like this. It's really simple, you know? I just listen to something and it's just like, something just clicks. I'm just like, oh, damn, okay. And then I just, ideas just start rolling, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes it doesn't even have to be music, right? It can be like something you're watching or like, it's so weird. Like I, I'm watching Naruto, right? I don't know if you're into anime, but I'm watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so, like watching like some scenes, I don't know why, but then it makes me think of something else, which like lights something in my brain. Like, oh my god, like what if something like this happened in real life that we could do? You know, like so the like possibilities are definitely not limitless. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Exactly, yeah. So not even just exclusive music, but yeah, I mean, just seeing something on YouTube, you know? Yeah. I'm, or even IG or whatever, you know? I mean, most of my beat is, you know, other musicians, other producers, you know? So seeing something they do, yeah. you know, I'll be like, oh, damn, okay. You know, <laughs> I just get inspiration, you know? I just get inspiration, yeah. Whether it's through, you know, old records or, you know, uh, you know, like a peer kind of seeing, seeing that do their thing. You know, especially now... Uh, I think a big thing right now is just producers on, you know, on, on IG or whatever social media, just, you know, banging on the NPC, doing it live. And it's really, it's really big, but yeah, I love it. I love, I love seeing that, you know, it's inspiring too. Like, wow, they're doing their thing. They got a, they got like 20,000, some 30,000 followers. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's, let's do it. Yeah. Why not? You Cause know? it's okay. just like, I mean, you being like able to create in that route kind of shows like how open you are to these different ideas too right like if you're close-minded you wouldn't even want to test it out but the fact that like you're open you want to see what this does what that does like that curiosity it just helps you even more i think as a musician you have to be you know yeah i mean like like i said you want to be consistent stick to like i can't even say stick to a particular sound but yeah i mean you know you like I, I know, I know, I know the type of music I make, and I try to stay consistent to it. But yeah, I mean, don't limit yourself, you know. Like I said, that's why with this last one, I was trying different drums. You know, even now, I like, I'm like, okay, I kind of have some ideas for a house type of stuff. You know, it's just like, yeah, just try everything and anything. You know, like good music, good music. You know, it's exactly. Just, yeah. Like I said earlier, too, it's like 
there's something for everybody, you know, and that's my, that's kind of why I linked it with Mari and I want to put it out there and, and get an audience because I know, you know, it's just global now, you know, your, your reach is global. There's going to be somebody in somewhere that's going to, that's going to fuck with your shit, you know? So, exactly. Uh, you know, that's the hope. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely working in your favor right now, for sure. And I think you're just going to grow even more, but I mean, when it comes to upcoming music releases you said you like to say consistent so when could we expect a new track or ep or whatever so um probably february sometime yeah Ooh, yeah. okay that's soon yeah i go fast <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like so my ep's have been like five tracks six tracks you know this one was probably the you know it had nine tracks you know like more like an album yeah. but so you know i'm just trying to stay consistent you know which like I mean, as a producer, like, I mean, you know, I make a piece every weekend, you know, so, yeah, yeah, but, I mean, the hope is February, that's the plan, you know, I mean, my, my intention is every two months to put out a project, so I try to stick with that, obviously, like, get in the way, sometimes you can, yeah, you know, but, yeah, I mean, that's my goal, so, February, I'll be dropping a new project, but hopefully, before then, you know, um, I, I really like this current project where it's kind of taking me, you know, I kind of feel like it's kind of really, Finally, we're kind of getting some footing. You know? There we go. I mean, that's exciting to hear. So that makes me a little eager to want to listen to this. I mean, after you release it, I would definitely be interested in chopping it up again, seeing how much you grow. That'd be, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, um, so people know where to um, actually stay updated with your music and whatnot. Where can they follow you at? Uh, I'm on IG. Um, production. Um, and, uh, I'm on Spotify, um, the links on my IG. Yeah. Yeah. Add Alan Green production. Yeah. Just, just, I have a link to my, uh, my latest, um, latest, latest project. And then from there you can check out all my past projects. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm going to attach links to this episode as well. So it's going to be an easy access so people can follow you wherever <laughs> they want to. And I'm on TikTok too. And we're, uh, we kind of started this evening too. Um, so, uh, you know, we're kind of doing more you know, interesting, interesting content, you know, so we're doing short reels, you know, it's kind of like kind of themed, you know, kind of doing food stuff, kind of trying to incorporate food stuff in a way too. Um, yeah. shout out Jessica, who just joined our team and who's, who's helping me with that. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I think we're kind of, like I said, we're kind of just getting some footing right now. And I, I think, you know, I think by maybe the next project or the one after that, you know, but, you know, the hope is to, you know, really, really, uh, you know, really kind of, you know, have, have, uh, you know, see some growth, see some nice like, stuff growth, you know? Yeah, uh, no, definitely. I understand that. We can only hope for the best from here, but I definitely feel like you're going to be uh, growing consistently. Thank you so much. Yeah. 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 You know, you know, just, I mean, sandwich you, it's, it's a competitive space, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, sometimes like, sometimes something inspires me and then sometimes I hear something, I'm like, Space, you know, so you know, I hear dope shit. I'm like, damn, like, man, like they're doing this, and you know, sometimes it's kind of intimidating, but yeah, you know, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's like there's something for everybody, and I, I love it. Yeah, I mean, I do this because I love it, you know, like I said, you know, exactly. I'm a nine to five guy, you know, I, I, you know, I make, you know, I feed my family to be different me, so this, you know, hopefully I grill this into something substantial, but you know, like I said, it's, it's first and foremost a passion of mine that, that I'm pursuing, you know? yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I felt that. And I appreciate you just wanting to be on here, you know, wanting to share your story with me. Um, but that I mean, this podcast is actually going to be over. So yeah, I mean, thanks for your time. Thanks for everything right now. <laughs>
like I said earlier too, yeah, it's for even, you know, it's, it, you guys are some, like the stuff you guys are doing is very vital for like a starting artist like me, you know. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. If you like this episode, don't forget to follow or subscribe for future episodes. And don't forget you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at Culture Chords. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Yeah.